1: Welcome to the Bike Radar Podcast, brought to you by the team behind BikeRadar.com, Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe. And if you can do so, leave us a rating on your podcast provider of choice. It really helps us reach other cyclists like you. Hello there, welcome to the Bike Rider Podcast. My name's Tom Arvin, Senior Technical Editor here at BikeRadar.com and at MBUK magazine. Joining me in the podcast today, we have three of our staffers from MBUK Magazine and Cycling Plus. First up is regular guest Rob Weaver, who is our technical editor-in-chief. We also have occasional guests on the new MBUK podcast that, of course, you've already subscribed to. It's MBUK's editor, uh, James Costley-White. And we also have the editor of Cycling Plus making his podcast debut, Matt Baird. How's it going, everyone?
2: Pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. (laughs) It's taken 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) We're here finally. We made it.
1: (laughs) Excellent stuff. Uh, In this episode of the podcast, we've got a special one because we're basing it around our recent Rider of the Year awards, which went out in MBUK and Cycling Plus. And actually, the features uh, about these awards are in the current issues of Cycling Plus and MBUK magazines. We hosted uh, an event evening back in our office last week. Uh, it went off really well. We had a lot of amazing guests, but we also handed out some fantastic awards uh, to a whole range of riders, from pros to people you might never have heard of. The event was supported by Lazine and also helpfully lubricated by Wiper and True, who are one of our favourite Bristol-based breweries. So, Rob, can you tell us a little bit about what our Rider of the Year awards were all about?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, so obviously in our line of work we spend a lot of time um reviewing bikes and singing praises of those brands who have done stuff well um but it's rare nowadays that we really uh celebrate the riders in you know the the best sort of fashion possible so we figured if we can pull something together like rider of the year it's a great opportunity to sing the praises of those guys so to do that we came up with three different categories um so newcomer of the year Lifetime Achievement Award and Rider of the Year across the two different disciplines, Road and Mountain. Um, Two of those awards, so the Newcomer of the Year and the the Rider of the Year Award were both voted for by our readers. And then we got readers to help with the shortlist for the Lifetime Achievement Award. And then an expert panel of judges were able to make the final decision on who would win that. Um, When that was all done and dusted, we uh, hammered the emails, got on the phone, rang around everyone we could possibly invite and got as many industry bods, riders, obviously uh, nominees as well to come down to the office like you said and drink loads of free booze, uh, have a fun time and reluctantly leave the office way, way later than they probably should have. So it was a, it was a great time. We had a, we had a wicked time, I think. Uh, and I'm hoping uh, everyone that attended had a, had a really good time too.
1: Lovely stuff. So uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about each of the different awards that were handed out. So we're going to talk about the Newcomer of the Award. We'll chat about some of the nominees, um, but also obviously who actually won the award and maybe why they did so. Um, So we'll go through those and then we're going to have a little chat about which of the winners stood out to us most individually. So we're going to start off with you, Matt, um, the Newcomer of the Year Award for Cycling Plus. Uh, Give us a couple of the nominees, maybe some of the uh, uh, ones who sort of stood out to you and also who won.
2: Yeah, I'd love the, the variety of our Newcomer of the Year award. Obviously, it came from the readers. So, um, yeah, thanks to them for their their nominations. They're kind of a whole array of cyclists from different backgrounds, disciplines, ages. We had Finley Hawker, the 17-year-old, who won the Fred Witten this year. Um, he also beat the course record as well. This is the infamous Lake District Sportive. Um, he, he did the 180K, 120 12-mile route in 5 hours, 26 minutes, which is... Disgusting. Disgusting, yeah. He needs to be drinking more Wipe & True really, but um, <laughs> just to put that in context, that is 4 hours faster than I did it a couple of years before. So you can see what, what Finney's obviously <laughs> a massive talent. Um had Illy Gardner as well, um, hill climb champion. I mean, I've, again, I've raced against Illy and it's embarrassing how fast these. These youngsters are so yeah, we had Ilya as well. But um I like the fact that our newcomer of the year wasn't just young, young rising stars. We had Monica Greenwood, um, who's actually been a coach of the British Olympic squad for the last sort of decade, helped people win loads of medals at Tokyo and then it got to about thirty three and she's like, Right, I'm gonna go back for racing so I'm gonna go back and and win some domestic and international races. She's done well in Belgium. She won the Sheffield Grand Prix and just shows that, you know, that passion and knowledge that she's gained over the years. She actually went to journalism school with our deputy editor, John Whitney. Mm. So, um, yeah, I love the fact, you know, she's got back in there and racing again. But um, our actual champ was Imogen Wolfe. She was another different discipline of road cycling. She was a cyclocross national champion in the junior category last year. So... I'm um, a big fan of cyclocross myself, so it's great to see Imogen take the, uh, take the Newcomer of the Year title.
1: Great stuff. I think when we uh, gave her the award I had to say the word Hoogerheide and I was never sure if I got the pronunciation <laughs> right because that's where she won her uh, recent under 23 world champs um, but uh, I think I don't think I've left it too bad but we got there. Um, James do you want to talk through the MBUK newcomer of the year award?
0: Yeah so it's similar on MBUK really we had a really good mixture of people um, nominated by readers and people on social media uh, so we had some sort of bigger names. Uh, but who haven't been around that long, so people like Jess Jess Blewett who was the first woman to take part in Red Bull Hardline. We had Jordan Williams who went from being a top junior to winning the first downhill World Cup round this year. Um, And then at the other end of the scale we had sort of 15 year old, 14, 15 year old dirt jump kids, I'm not sure whether I should call them kids (laughs) but uh, that's what they are to my eyes. So we had the likes of Finn Davies and Harry Schofield and our eventual winner, Morgan Pickstock. Uh, now, Morgan wasn't someone we'd heard of really before the awards. He's not. You know, He's not a sponsored rider by any means. And he made his first appearance at Dirt Wars UK this year. But there was a real groundswell of public support for him, which saw him take, take the lead in that category. And I think one of the interesting things was the difference between the people nominated. So I spoke to Tom Eisted after the award, who's obviously... Uh, last year or this year rather got the world backflip record Mm. and he was saying well why am I up for newcomer of the year I've been riding for a decade Mm -hmm. to which my answer was well nobody really heard of you until this (laughs) year you know outside of your your own riding circle you hadn't been on you know on on the national news you hadn't Mm -hmm. been viral on the internet so it is it's an interesting question you know what what is a newcomer but I think I think it was good to kind of cover mm. all bases. And I think Morgan, the eventual winner, was well-deserved.
1: It's great to see Morgan come down with his sister as well, Fee, who's, what, 12, I think, and is already, you know, sending big jumps. And uh, like we said in the, on the night, you know, potential winner in the future.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was at the Malverns Classic Festival this summer and seeing this tiny little girl sail over the massive dirt jumps was was ridiculous. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing what they both got up to in the future.
3: And they were absolutely ripping at Bike Park Wales, weren't they, the following day?
0: Yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: Great. Well, from uh, newcomer through to people who've been around effectively all their lives, uh, the Lifetime Award uh, was again given out by Cycling Plus and UK. So Matt, um, when it came to the roadside of things, uh, who were the potential nominees for that? And again, who came out effectively on top?
2: Yeah, again, a whole array of cyclists um, from across the sort of roads and gravel riding spectrum. We've had sort of Charlotte Inman, she co-founded Sisters in the Wild, which organises community focused bikepacking and gravel riding experiences. We had Maurice Burton, uh, Britain's first black cycling champion, also the owner of DeVer Cycles in London. Um, and Mark Hodson, again, massive contrast to say what Maurice Burton was doing. Mark Hudson is, uh, he works for Midlands Police and he's done a huge amount on sort of road safety and um, putting in campaigns for people to ride, you know, safer, but also sort of um, driver awareness. So, yeah, I mean, this, this guy is saving people's lives with the work he's done. Um, not dissimilar line, our winner, Duncan Dollymore, is from Cycling UK. He's also done a lot on road safety awareness and things like that. But he's also the man behind, and this will appeal to both MBUK and Cycling Plus readers, the King Alfred Way, the West kernow Way, the new route in Snowdonia last year. So he's one of the minds behind that. He's the one sorting out all the road or the, the path kind of safety and clearances, working with the local councils, access routes. He's doing all that hard work so we can go and ride these amazing routes you Mm. know so yeah i'm really chuffed that he was he was the winner and you know he was gave an emotional speech um yeah he just seemed like a top guy and just the, the stuff he's doing behind the scenes is really you know very heartwarming stuff i guess
1: it seemed like in the cycling plus lifetime was a lot of the people were sort of those behind the scenes they weren't necessarily the biggest names um which yeah it, it was really nice to see you know sort of recognition for maybe those who aren't on the front and center of magazine centerfolds every now and again you know um on the mbuk side of things a little bit different some really big names in the lifetime achievement awards
0: yeah i mean we had some massive names from the UK scene, really, like Steve Pete and Rob Warner and Tracy Moseley. Um, but then there were some people who kind of operate more behind the scenes as well. So we had Cy Payton, mm-hmm. who's been organising races for for Yonk. So we had uh, Nils Amalinks who set up Rider Resilience and is himself battling cancer. Um, yeah, it was a really tough one to choose. So in the end, we kind of thought, you know, I think lifetime achievement, you need to have achieved a lot in your career. But also, this award should go to somebody who's still doing groundbreaking things now, and we felt it had to go to the Athertons, really. Mm-hmm. So this year, for anyone not familiar with them, uh, Rachel, the youngest sibling, has come back from motherhood to uh, win her first World Cup, uh, making 40, I believe, in total. I haven't got the magazine here to check, <laughs> but I think it was 40. Um, brother G took on Rebel Rampage, unfortunately crashed, but even just attempting to take part in that event, you have know, to be pretty...
1: Following all the things that has, you know, all the crashes he's had in, in previous... Well, exactly, he's,
0: yeah. Um, and then on the kind of the home front, you know, they've set up Dovey Bike Park in Wales. They've founded Atherton Bikes, and they're not just kind of buying off the shelf time these bikes and rebadging them. These are handmade in Wales using a an innovative manufacturing technique. Mm-hmm. So to do all that, you know, and also still be racing at the highest level for G and Rach and... Digging Hardline. Digging the Rebel Hardline course for Dan, yeah, and it's just crazy, really. And also, you know, through the Aston Racing team, they're bringing up new talents like Andreas Kolb, who came second at the World Champs, uh, and Charlie Hatton, who won the World Champs. Mm. So they've had a pretty bonkers year and a pretty crazy couple of decades, really.
1: And so they won our overall lifetime of the year?
0: They did, yeah. We. And we did wonder if it was a bit of a cop-out sharing it between three people. But I think because they are, you know, siblings and they are, their, mm-hmm. their fortunes are so intertwined, we felt it was fair enough, really.
1: It was great to get uh, Rach and Dan down for the awards as well.
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh, Rach was saying it was her first night out since having her baby, and <laughs> she definitely made the most of it.
1: <laughs> she posted a picture on Instagram the next morning looking fairly <laughs> hanging. So, yeah, definitely uh, made the most of it for sure. Okay, well, I guess this brings us on to the final um, of our awards, which was the Rider of the Year Awards. So uh, this was voted for by our readers, um, nominated, um, I guess, by us, uh, by the team. Um, And yeah, so we had a Rider of the Year Award for Cycling Plus, which, uh, well, let's talk about that very quickly.
2: Yeah, again, um, great sort of a list of of different types of riders in there. We had um, two UCI World Championship winning paracyclist and Fran Brown. He came to the awards and, yeah, it was great to meet her and hear about her plans for qualifying for Paris next year. Um, Dame Sarah Storey as well. I think she won her 42nd world title in <laughs> in Glasgow this year, which is just a bonkers number to get your head around. Um, but, yeah, our winner was um, Craig Maxwell. He, he came to the awards and it's just the... Nicest guy you could ever meet. Um, and he, the response he got from the social media, the amount of votes he got was just enormous. You know, he's obviously touched a lot of people with the the cycling he's, he's done organizing. Um, just a bit of background, at the age of 40, he was diagnosed with a rare form of genetic lung cancer. It's inoperable and it's incurable. So it's, you know, it's, it's a Pretty inspiring, but sort of heartbreaking tale. Really, he's got a lovely wife, Tracy, and two daughters. Um, and yeah, it's just he kind of got that that sense that he's not letting it bother him. Though you know, he's he's, he's cycled from Cardiff to Tenby this year. He cycled through France to Bordeaux to Paris um, to watch the Welsh rugby team. He works in in rugby. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the numbers in terms of his charity as well. He's he's kind of set out a target of three hundred thousand, which is incredible, and he's he's actually close to a million pounds now. He got a five hundred k donation from one one person, you know, so it's a million, you know, close to a million pounds of fundraising for uh, a cancer charity. So you know, you can see what what Craig's doing, you know, and just just his kind of commitment to cycling and charitable causes, I guess.
1: Great. Okay.
2: And uh, on the MBUK side
1: of things, where were we looking at?
0: So MBK, uh it's almost not a similar story, but along the same lines, you know, we thought, oh, maybe it's going to be someone who's performed really well on the race circuit. Mm. But actually, in the end, uh, by a massive margin, the winner was Casey Gemma. Um, so this is a young lady who was uh, just downhill racing sort of locally, um, injured herself badly while riding and ended up paralyzed and has kind of... Um, fought to get back to riding on an adaptive bike, uh, but not only to kind of do that for herself, but also she's now become a real advocate for adaptive riding, and she's trying to push the sport forward. You know, get it more accepted. She's worked with people like Sly Payton, to get adaptive classes at the Mulvans. Um, she's become a real kind of inspiration for other riders in a similar situation. So it was yeah, it was really nice to be able to give the award to her. I think she was genuinely shock, mm. shocked to receive it, and also pleased to see, pleased by the attention that she knew adaptive riding would receive as a mm-hmm. result of it, and just so thankful for everyone's support. So that was lovely to see.
1: Yeah, it was like a it was a, it was a lovely evening. You know, all the winners sort yeah. of seemed absolutely blown away by it. And Morgan, for example, like kind of choked up a little bit which was which was lovely you know and it was uh yeah it was a a super positive evening which was uh loads of great fun obviously there's um features in mbuk and in cycling plus in the current issues which you know with uh, a couple of pages on each of the winners um, of of the awards so well worth digging out and having a proper read because you know as, as i said the stories are pretty inspirational one of the things i do want to ask then was from each of you which of the award winners maybe stood out the most um so maybe we'll start with you rob which which of the uh the six winners um sort of of jumped out at you as being like a real cool story or worthy of the of the award
3: well i think like you said um there was quite a lot of emotion sort of around almost all of them and it was it was so amazing to see just uh what it meant to each of them but um there was definitely a couple that that really sort of stood out to me particular casey's award i think um she's been so um brutally honest with how her life in a wheelchair has sort of progressed and everything she's doing, uh, around riding an adapt an adaptive bike and all the challenges that she's faced since her accident. Um, which, you know, I think, um, it, it just, it just goes to show just, uh, how tough she is and, and how much she has to endure, you know? Um, so to see her get that and to be able to celebrate her winning was, was amazing. I thought,
2: yeah, how about you, Matt? Yeah, I think um, I think it was Craig. Really, you know, just having him there on the night, meeting him in person, and just hearing, you know, these these sort of emotional rides he's been doing. I think the ride he did to to Paris this year, you know, that was it was actually a ride he'd done in the previous years, and that was when he realised that he had a health issue. Halfway through that ride, he's like that something's not right. So to go back and do that ride this year was, you know, massively emotional for him. You know, he had thirty-one riders with him, um, and just the fact he's doing all this for future, future generations. You know, this this money that he's he's raising. He said it's it's, it's not for him. It's it's you know, heartbreakingly, it's too late for that. But this is to. You know, get people diagnosed a lot earlier than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just having him there, and he's just an inspirational guy, as we saw in his speech. Um, you know, everything he does, he's just yeah one of those inspiring characters. Great, James. Yeah, I think I that. I mean, I think both the Rider of the Year
0: overall winners were were really well deserved. Um, it's a shame we couldn't give out more awards, really, because we <laughs> there were some great people nominated, and you know, some real real legends of the scene who made it along on the night. Um, one of whom was actually rewarded. Oh, we'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> don't don't spoil the surprise, James. No, don't sorry. spoil the surprise. I'm trying to do a sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> sneaky segue. I think for me, the,
1: the one that stood up most was Duncan Dollymore's award. I guess, you know, as sort of that there's a lot of names that maybe don't, always stand out they're certainly not household names but it feels like Duncan who's the lifetime award for Cycling Plus and with all his work you know he's the head of campaigns at Cycling UK um, and is sort of behind the legal campaign work at the Cycling Defence Fund do and also you know has has developed all these routes that are you know applicable to you know road cyclists gravel cyclists and mountain bikers but I think most importantly it's that other bits of work you know with the highway code you know this is someone whose work impacts not just on sort of enthusiast cycles but also anyone who actually gets on a bike um you know making the road safer for whether it's kids riding to school you know people commuting to work people going to the shops um and I think as a lifetime award uh, I felt it was uh, really well deserved um so yeah it was, it was nice having a chat to him about all the things he's done as well so yeah yeah again as we said sort of super positive um but as as James sort of hinted at uh rob do you want to talk to us about the final award that we did actually give out on top of the six official awards
3: so um as i'm sure everyone who listens to this is aware we had uh, the 2023 red bull rampage happen this year and uh friend of the magazine brendan fairclough was out there competing he put together an insane run a really crazy crazy run uh, which we did watch on the awards night which was cool i think a few people maybe from the roadside hadn't ever even seen or heard of rampage. So to have him there and, um, see his run and, you know, it was a jaw dropping run was really cool. Um, and I mean, I think the takeaway from the event was that Brendan got robbed, right? He should have won. (laughs) He should have at least been on the podium. His run was insane. So, um, we kind of took it upon ourselves to put something together for him. And, um, Joe Penny, who works in our commercial team, um, she set about uh, working her her backside off, doing all the arts and crafts, quite you know possible, putting putting her GCSE art to good use, <laughs> and and got an award together for Brendan, which we presented to him on the night after watching. In fact, so we watched his run, and we also watched an extended version of the Death Grip Two trailer, which again was super cool and uh, equally jaw dropping. So yeah, it was a really nice thing to do, and it was great to have Brendan there and we we had a few sort of questions bouncing back and forth with him um just to see how how things were with him and and how death grip was coming along. But uh, I think it was a a very well deserved award for an absolutely insane achievement.
1: Absolutely. So, um, yeah, overall, the the awards obviously went very well. Hopefully, we'll be back uh, in a year's time with another Rider of the Year awards. And I, I think, you know, all things considered, I think everyone considers it a success. And, you know, there's a lot of inc- incredible riders who we sort of managed to either get nominated or, or win awards. And, and uh, yeah, it, it felt like a, a really positive event, you know, that the industry is... We, we've got a lot of people together to have a, a real good time as opposed to, you know, whether it's a trade show or something else, which will tend to be a little bit more serious. This was definitely not a hugely serious event, certainly when a few cans of uh, wiper and chew had been downed. Uh, towards the end of the evening Um, shout out to Warren Roster our senior technical editor who acted as bouncer at 11 30 p.m and poor Russ who's the uh, facilities manager in our office who was meant to be going home at 10 p.m but had to stay till the end to make sure that the uh, the office still existed uh, the next day but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a fantastic night. So, um, so yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, thanks. To, oh, James, I think you have something else to add.
0: Uh, I might have butted in too early. I was going to say there's a few thanks we oh, need yeah, to please give. Oh, yeah, go, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Joe Penny in our ads team and uh, Mark Noble from Design and Upgrade mm. for kind of kicking the whole thing off. It was brilliant. Uh, also, the Helen Cousins and Russ mm-hmm. and Finch for helping to organise the event. And to Bike Park Wales for hosting our Ride of the Year ride, which we kind of hinted at earlier but didn't really t- discuss in much depth.
1: Yes. Yeah, we um, we managed to, well, Bike Park Wales are very kind in that they gave us a number of uplift tickets uh, and also pedal-up tickets and also cycling
2: plus. Uh, there was a, a gravel ride. It was a gravel ride with me and four other people, but we had a nice nice toasty in the underfall yard in Bristol. So we had, yep, that was that was. A cold hilly ride uh, followed by a toasty. So what? What more can you need? <laughs> what, what can you want? Rob, how did the bike park Wales ride go?
3: Well, well, there was quite a few sore heads the following day. And uh, <laughs> of the, I think I had, I think I had around fifty people on my list that were supposed to show up. I would say there's probably ten percent too hungover to ride, so didn't come along. Um, but yeah, like you said, bike park Wales were really kind, and they gave us. Uh, loads of uplift spots and plenty of pedal passes so we had a good crowd out the rain held off um, and everyone had a great time yeah absolutely
1: okay well I think with the thank yous out of the way a little bit of information about the awards out of the way I think uh, it remains to be said thank you guys for, for coming and being part of this podcast um, as hinted at earlier on in the podcast don't forget if you uh, haven't done so already don't forget to subscribe to the MBUK podcast um, and don't forget of course to subscribe to the Bike Radar podcast if you haven't done already uh, thanks for listening and we'll be back in a couple of days with another episode